Viewer discretion advised. Podcast may include graphic content, violence, substance use, and foul language. I recite the stories in this show as they are written to the word, with the only exception being grammatical errors need corrected. Thank you for watching. Scared Shitless presents The Rake During the summer of 2003, events in the northeastern United States involving strange human-like creatures sparked brief local media interest before an apparent blackout was enacted. Little to no information was left intact, as most online and written records of the creature were mysteriously destroyed. Primarily focused in rural New York State, and once found in Idaho, Self-proclaimed witnesses told stories of their encounters with a creature of unknown origin. Emotions ranged from extremely traumatic levels of fright and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. While their published versions are no longer on record, the memories remained powerful. Several of the involved parties began looking for answers that year. In early 2006, the collaboration had accumulated nearly two dozen documents dating between the 12th century and present day, spanning four continents. In almost all cases, the stories were identical. I've been in contact with a member of this group and was able to get some excerpts from their upcoming book. A Suicide Note, 1964 As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I woke and felt his presence, and once I woke and saw his form, once again I awoke and heard his voice, and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next awake to experience. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Found in the same wooden box, were two empty envelopes addressed to William and Rose, and one loose personal letter with no envelope. Dearest Lenny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. A journal entry, translated from Spanish, 1880. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They're hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand. I will not sleep. A Mariner's Log, 1691. He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of the bed I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here at the request of the rake. From a witness, 2006. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving, so my husband and I put the kids to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used the moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. I apologized and told him I thought he got out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasps and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for half a second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, 
sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man, or a large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hidden by a car or something. For some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned to, as to its condition. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed, and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, or probably closer than five, it just seemed like a while, just looking at my husband. The creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway, leading to the kids' rooms. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch on in the hall and saw my daughter Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life. She said, he is the rake. My husband drove his car into the lake that night. While rushing our daughter to the hospital, they did not survive. Being a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published, and the local television news never followed up either. After several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature we now refer to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believed to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of a series of visits with the same person. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited us, any of us, before our last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night, for two weeks. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in my bed each day when I woke up. By the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of some sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This still took almost an hour every day. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before, and now I believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, on the voice recorder, the voice immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts must have gone through my daughter's head make me very upset. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he has been in my room while I slept.
I know and fear that one night I'll wake up again to see him staring at me. So that's the story of the rake. This is one of a few more of my makeup stories. I have three more coming out. And hopefully they'll be out pretty soon. So to those of you that are are still here, again, this is available now on Apple Podcasts. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, it's available on Spotify. It's available on YouTube. This picture up at the top, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, and it'll also be the thumbnail. This is the rake. This is what the creature is alleged to look like. It's said to be around five feet tall and kind of crawls on all fours some people see it running on two feet and it it does as the story describes it it more or less stalks people and ruins their lives there's not a whole lot of accounts alleged accounts of of the rig getting physically violent with people but who knows it could and it did in this last section of the story that I read now, this story, just like the rest that I, I've read that you guys have probably heard before, is from the Creepypasta Wikia. Now, this site says that the content on it is available by CC by SA. Creative Commons by Share Alike. That's why I'm able to share this. And... This can all be found at the Creepypasta Wikia. And I will leave the URL in in the show notes and to the YouTube description so you can go, go to it, read it for yourself. This was posted by an unknown author, and that's why I didn't give the author credit in this one. I know that is, is really odd. But yeah, somebody posted this on the internet all that time ago. I believe the last story was from 2006. Which is insane to me. Nobody has taken credit for it. And it's one of the most popular, most watched, most listened to creepypastas that there is. This, uh, uh, just like Smile Dog, this is one of those creepypastas that as a kid really kept me from sleeping. There's a lot more to the rake that maybe I could potentially share in a later episode, but this is the actual formal well-known creepypasta of the rake. And that's about all I've got for you guys. I I appreciate everybody coming and listening. Share this around. Send it to some of your friends, family. And... um. We will hopefully, hopefully, have some exciting things coming up. I'm going to be trying to get a Patreon page up. And the Patreon page, I I know one of the rewards will certainly be extra episodes throughout the month. Right now, you know, we're on a bi-weekly schedule, so there's only going to be like 26 episodes in a year. It's not a lot. I want to go back to weekly when I'm able. 
and that won't be for a little bit because right now I'm on day shift at my job and when I get back or I'm on night shift at my job when I get back to day shift which will be a few weeks from now I'll probably be trying to get back to that weekly schedule because I'll actually have time to sit down and, and record these episodes in advance and I won't be so late and behind on episodes like I was before It'll give me the opportunity to be able to bring you guys more content on a weekly basis and then hopefully bring bonus episodes every week for pay- people who are patrons. Also, again, share this around. I am getting close. I'm about halfway to the goal that I need on streaming services, those being Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'll try to get it on Amazon Music and a few other platforms relatively soon I can't promise anything but that is more or less what we're gunning for there and hopefully in the future I'm going to be getting the SPS crew that you know I was telling about in episode 4 SPS at Lake Shawnee and we're, we're going to get together and we're going to talk about what happened there and it's not going to be as much of a storytelling episode as much as it's going to be us sitting down and having a discussion and we're going to talk about you know the things that I missed their points of view and the stuff that was going on when, when they were there you know not as much as what what did Donnie seen here the first episode was focused on my own sights and sounds and, and, and that that of the like, but I'm really excited for that to come up. So, so stay tuned, guys, and be scared shitless.